Hey, glad you can make it. And welcome to the Employee Cycle Podcast, where we talk to HR innovators, thought leaders, and even some disruptors about the latest in HR trends, HR tech, and you guessed it, HR data. Well, you've heard enough of me talking. Now let's start the show, 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 show. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Employee Cycle Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Marable, CEO of Employee Cycle, and you know us. We're that HR dashboard that's helping all of you HR people leaders out there become smarter and more data-driven. That's right. We know a lot of you are trying to pull all your data together from all your different HR systems into one place so that you can have one unified view of all your workforce data. But we also know that that process is manual, tedious, and time-consuming. That's why we created Employee Cycle, the HR dashboard with pre-built integration connectors to the most popular systems out there. If you're using systems like Bamboo HR, Namely, ADP, Zenefits, Trinet, Lever, Greenhouse, Reflective, 15.5, you name it, you can connect your system to the dashboard and we can automatically pull in all your data into one place. And so you have to spend, so you, so that you don't have to spend any of your time pulling all this data together, but you can spend almost all your time actually analyzing all the data and making sense of it to make it actionable. We would love for you to visit EmployeeCycle.com, check us out, learn more. Also, we'd love to give you a demo so we can explore how we can help to automate your HR reporting and analytics process. But that's enough about us because today we have a great guest. So I would like to welcome to the show, Connie Cummings, the HR Director at Cummings Aerospace. And today we're going to discuss how to manage a successful performance management process. Connie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Bruce. I'm I'm really honored to spend this uh, next few minutes with you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And so, Connie, we're going to kick this thing off the best way we know how, and that's by asking you, how did you end up in the wonderful world of HR? Well, I feel like, to be honest with you, I feel like I've always, I've always had HR as a foundation. So as, you know, young in my career, you know, working my way through college, you know, I I worked in food service, um, bartending, working special events, hospitality, things like that. And there's always a component of that because if you show up and you do good work, it seems like organically you get promoted into whether it's scheduling or or helping to fill in positions or helping to fill out spreadsheets or making deposits at the bank. And so if you show up, you put in the work, it seems like you get noticed. And so HR is, is just a little piece of relationships. It's um, working with people. It is logistics. And uh, so that's then I landed probably 10 years ago, 10, 12 years ago, I actually landed an HR position. It was um, an assistant role, very entry level, you know, scheduling, setting up interviews, a little bit of payroll. And uh, and then I evolved into um, a more mid-level role. And that's when I got uh, introduced to the defense industry or DOD as we call it. And uh, it just created this unique passion um, because what you'll hear around the industry is the purpose of the work that we do is to support and advance our warfighter. Not that we want wars, but we want them the best equipped as possible. 
and then to help protect our homeland. So even with the data entry work that we do each day or the relationships that we build with employees or even, you know, more specific to the topic that we're talking about, performance, um, the higher we perform, the higher the company performs. And therefore, we in turn offer better solutions to complex problems for those who are defending our land. So so I've worked in the defense industry for probably for about 10 years, and um, it's just um, very passionate about the work I do. I feel like it's um, a calling of mine to support people and help take care of people, and I think that's at the very core of uh, anyone working in HR is, is taking care of people and the needs that they have. So I feel like I'm right where I need to be. Awesome. That's great. And so today we're discussing how to manage a successful performance management process. And so before we get started, I just wanted to get your perspective of what does performance management mean to you? Because it doesn't seem like it's so cut and dry to everyone. That's a great question. I think performance management, you might get a different answer out of um, many different people. For me, performance management is not only, I guess it's a twofold. For me personally, it's how can I continue to grow in my profession? How can I be better? Um, Not just for the team that I lead, but, but the work that I produce for my own supervisor, you know, and the things that I'm responsible for. And and I'll give you an example, budgets and maintaining spreadsheets in Excel, that's not something I master at. But if you want me to sit down and build a relationship with an employee, oh, there's, um, I've got, you got me. (laughs) I'm committed. But, um, you know, so there's areas on a personal level that I, I have things that I need, areas I need to strengthen. And so performance for me is personal. How can I get better to one, be the most impactful HR director that I can be to produce quality work for my team so that I can be seen as uh, an integral, um, an integral part of the leadership team. And also it helped to advance the company because if I'm adding value to myself personally, I think organically it's going to help put the company in a stronger position. There's a lot of compliance reporting that's required. Um, And, and my, you know, my senior leadership look at, look to me to know when that those things are required and when those dates are. And sure, I can come to her for support, but for the most part, that's on me. And so just um, making sure that I'm the best possible version of myself for me personally, because that's also a resume builder. Um, Each skill that you pick up and each training that you take, just like my HR certifications, you know, it helps me to stay informed and and stay in the know of, of the trends in HR because things are ever changing and ever evolving. So as I do that, I strengthen the company. I strengthen the team that I lead and I'm able to, have conversations like this with great people like you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. So when we're talking about this performance management process, are there things that you need to prep your employees for before this happens? Or are there things that you need to do or trainings that need to take place to get everybody up to speed with what this process looks like? Or you just run right into the performance review process and let that start happening? 
No, I think with anything, uh, you know, every company operates differently. Some may see performance management as a more streamlined, more efficient. Uh, to Cummings Aerospace, perfor- the performance management lifecycle is is a huge um, integral piece to the company's success. And so we have one person on our HR team who is strictly devoted to performance management. And so one of the, uh, some of the processes that we use, we start with the, the brand new employee. So within a couple of weeks, uh, the HR team will meet with that particular employee or however many there are and have a coaching session, performance goal coaching session. And so we introduce them to how, what the, how the company perceives performance management. What is the life cycle of that? What does that look like? What are the different phases? What will the company do to support you? But then again, what, what are you, when you look at your future the next year, what do you envision for yourself? I know we have a position and we hired you for this particular position. How do you want to be the best in this role that you're in? And we, we hire a variety of people, uh, mathematicians, engineers, manufacturing experts, um, and then people who uh, play support roles, but they're still integral, accounting, contracts, purchasing, human resources, um, IT. And so what Based on uh, how you've joined the company and what position that you're in, how do you see yourself growing in that position? And so we want some feedback from them. We want feedback from the supervisor. Supervisor, how do you envision growth for this employee over the next year? It doesn't have to be long term. And so there's the coaching session with the employee. And there are some guidelines that the company follows. Here's how we envision a strategic performance goal for you. So we take this information and then we create this session with the employee and it doesn't have to be just one time. It can be ongoing. We also implement the SMART goal technique. I don't know if you're familiar with SMART goals, but they they kind of drill down and they clarify your goal a little bit. It gives it a timeline. It gives it a, a realistic a realistic uh, measurement of that particular goal. And so there's a coaching session that happens. There's leadership training that happens Um, internally. You know, there's one-on-ones with the HR team and the supervisor to say, Hey, we want your team to be successful and we want this new employee to be successful. So we start with the new employee and then there's periodic check-ins encouraging people to, log into that online performance tool and the goals that you've established. And usually it's about three, three goals with, and they can be on a personal level. They can be on a corporate level and they can be professional membership, you know, professional related, whether that's through certifications or memberships in the, in the area or craft that you, of your expertise. So, so it all starts with coaching, and then there's that ongoing relationship of, hey, let's make some updates, or what challenges are you having achieving this goal? And so we are coming up on pretty soon, starting June 1st, with our mid-year performance review, and it's a great way to put your finger on the pulse of how successful have you been? Have you been involved in projects that are more important, you know, because we serve, um the customer on a government level. So if there's tight deadlines, that that could create a barrier to completing that certification class. And so I hope I didn't go down the rabbit hole. I hope that answered your question. 
No, no, that was great. And so in regards to the actual performance review itself, I want to get into some of the details of how this is actually being sent out. So what is the process of performance reviews actually happening in your company? So the performance reviews, the process, it, it well, it all starts with communication. So our team gets together at least on a quarterly basis um, as a company, you know, and meets and we go over, you know, what's coming up? How have we been successful in the past on a corporate level? And then what's going on right now and, and looking toward the future. So it's kind of like a past, present and future focus on our uh, what we call our all hands meetings. And that's a time when it's an opportunity for the HR team to communicate with employees. Uh, Hey, performance reviews are coming up, you know, mark your calendar. And so the process by which that happens is the online tool. And so we have it set up. We create a form. We create a mid-year review form. We tag everybody's performance goals that they set in the beginning of the year. We tie all of their performance goals to the mid-year review. And then we set dates. And so I think a notification will will be dispatched this week to all employees from this online tool that says, hey, as a reminder, you'll be receiving an email on June 1st to complete a self-assessment for the mid-year review. And the self-assessment consists of skills and competencies that you've gained in the first half of the year, or how well do you think you've improved on communication or time management or efficiency in uh, the work that you do. So we have 12 skills and competencies that we name in our performance reviews. And you can give yourself a self-assessment rate score rating between one and five stars. And then there's also a space for you to elaborate Um, especially if you gave yourself a lower score or a really high score. We want to know why. We want to celebrate those successes. And then there's the performance goals. So in addition to the skills and competencies, we want to look at your performance goals. How, How much progress have you made on those? And there's a percentage that you can key in. I'm 50% done. You know, one of my performance goals is to read uh, at least one book on leadership and how to be more impactful for the team that I lead. And so I've read three so far. So I would, for the, and, and, and that's not only a goal, that was just an action item under one of my larger goals related to leadership. So for that, I can give myself 100% um, because I've read three books. And, and it was not just read the books. It was also to bring some of those key best practices into the workplace each day. And, and just to ask about that. Are you doing 360 reviews where everyone is reviewing themselves, but then also people that they work with, the person that they work or report to, work for, the person who they may manage? Or is it more reflective where you're only reviewing yourself, but then you'll still get a review from your manager or whoever you report to? What does that look like? So that 360 is very, the idea of that's very intriguing. So the, um, The way ours are set up currently is uh, the employee um, completes their own self-assessment. And then once they hit submit on the screen, that gets sent to their supervisor. So it's a a two-level evaluation. So I'm going to evaluate myself. And then once I complete my evaluation, that gets sent directly to my supervisor. And then she will, in turn, have a a certain amount of time to go in, review my self-eval, 
and then um, provide feedback and comments. Uh, so it's just a two-tier employee plus supervisor. And then once the both have been completed, then there's a one-on-one communication. Again, communication is key to anybody's success. And then so I'll sit down with my supervisor for an hour or whether that be out to lunch or in the office. The supervisor can decide uh, if you want to take the employee out to lunch um, because communication and building those relationships is still the core at the core of, of everything. And so and then we will we will discuss it back and forth. Here's what I thought. And what did you think? And how can I do better? And and what can the company do to support you this next half of the year? And then once that's wrapped up, then the re, um, the performance review is released and the employee and the supervisor have made a, a vision board, so to speak, or set a pathway for the last half of the year. Okay, what do I need to catch up on? Or, you know, what areas do I need to focus on? Or where can I shift my focus? And then there's the end of year review, what we call our annual performance review, which usually kicks off around November 1st, we offer a little more time for that because that's looking back at the entire year. So the mid-year review is somewhat of a a pulse check and just reevaluating and shifting where is needed. And when it comes to the self-review that the employee is giving themselves versus what the manager perceives as the performance level of the employee, how often do you say there's a huge gap between how the employee views themselves versus where the manager views them. Do you, do you see that pretty often or do you believe that oftentimes both people have the same level or perception and they're on the same page in regards to the employee's performance level? That's an excellent question. And I truly believe that if there is solid and consistent communication between that employee and that supervisor, you won't see a large gap because Communication is a daily, uh, multiple times a day effort on everybody's part, you know, and so I, I don't see it very often. I think there's those, you know, there can be those few outliers, but if the leader is is implementing his or her leadership techniques in the areas of communication and emotional intelligence and managing those relationships in a healthy way, then the self-evaluation on the employee's part is going to be very similar to the assessment on the supervisor's part. I truly believe that. And then, Connie, last question for you. We have an HR audience, a PeopleOps audience listening to our show, and I'm sure they've learned a lot from what you were just sharing. But if there was just one thing that you would want any listener to walk away from based off of this conversation, what would it be? Don't stop learning. Don't stop growing. Push yourself to take that extra class. I've been very fortunate to have Cummings Aerospace support so many leadership trainings that I'm in right now. I have two ongoing, you know, with different uh, host companies, and they're so valuable. And uh, one's virtual, one's in person. Don't stop learning. Um, Don't stop growing. Just because you're in a leadership role you want to prepare the people on your team to to take your place someday so that you can grow even higher and even more in depth in in the the field of your expertise and so i'm just really appreciative to not only 
be given the opportunity to take leadership courses and learn more about my style and how I communicate, but to also bring that back and hopefully be an impactful type of person that can inspire others organically through appreciation, through allowing them some autonomy to own the work that they do, um, accountability, and then also support. So just, I think if you just never stop learning and allowing yourself to be pushed a little bit outside of, uh, you know, your own, your own um, knowledge boundaries, uh, you can, you can serve people even more and even better. Connie, thank you so much for being such an awesome podcast guest and really appreciate all your time here. Thanks so much. (laughs) Thank you. This has been a a wonderful time with you, Bruce. I really appreciate it. Same here. Thank you. And so, Connie, where can people find you and Cummings Aerospace Online? Well, the company can be located at www.cummingsaerospace.com. We have some great career opportunities right now. So you can find us on online. You can find me on LinkedIn, Connie Cummings. Look me up, contact me, connect with me. I'm also on other social media platforms. But yeah, I'm out there. I'm accessible. I'm reachable. And uh I'd love to connect with you or or some of the colleagues that you have in the HR profession. This has been uh, this has been a great pleasure. Awesome, and we'll definitely include all of that contact info in the show notes. So for everyone out there who enjoyed this podcast as much as Connie and I did making it, please leave us a five star rating on iTunes and a nice note because who doesn't like a nice note to say that we're providing great content? Also, if this is your very first podcast episode, you're listening from our show, and now you're hungry for more, please subscribe to the Employee Cycle Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major podcast platforms. And last but not least, all of you super awesome HR and people leaders out there, please continue to hire, train, and retain the best workforce possible. Thanks. Later, kids.